morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. So welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we are with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is right. You're the licensed agent. And you are my licensed assistant. And you're also my husband as well. It's fun that way. You take care of all the tech stuff and you do all the people things. Exactly. And it works out just perfectly. So we have a very guest, a guest especial in front of the microphones today. So Carrie, who do we have? Well, today I really thought it would be really good to take a step back and talk about the history of Cole Banker Seward because it's not every day we get to have JR with us today to talk about the history of real estate here in Wisconsin Rapids. I think we are the longest running real estate company in the area. We are. We are. In fact, Carrie, um, as you well know, and Ben, um, uh, probably one of the reasons why uh, you may have agreed in the very beginning to seek out uh, a firm that had a lot of experience, uh, third generation. Um, uh, so that's a, that's a, obviously a, a long time, um, uh, very much a part of the community, um, and have been for many, many years and, uh, something that we really enjoy and that's why we're still doing it. Now, originally we start, you guys started off as an insurance company and switched no, into the real estate no, or actually I'm glad you brought that. Okay. Because up. I remember there's something about, yeah, about insurance yeah, and right. the family. So I couldn't remember right. if we started off in the insurance no. business and we switched to real estate, but Jared, tell us a brief history about yeah, Cole give, Banker. You bet. I give you a, a little background on that. So, um, my grandfather was one of the first licensed real estate agents in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this goes like way back. Yes, it does. And uh, uh, over 87 years back. Um, uh, so, long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, he started um, uh, with real estate and and that was what he what he did. And, and uh, he bought and sold properties. He actually financed properties for uh, home buyers to help them get in their first home. Um, uh, so that might be a part of history that you're hearing for the first time. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so, um, uh, and then, um, uh, my father, um, a graduate of UW Madison, uh, he, um, uh, actually has a degree in real estate, um, from the, uh, uh, Wisconsin, um, uh, real estate, you know, uh, courses at UW Madison. And, but when he graduated from college, he ended up going into the insurance field, um, did real estate also, but that was kind of his, his, yeah, focus. Um, uh, but back then that wasn't unusual you saw actually a lot of real estate and insurance firms that they, they went hand in hand. And I think we still see that today too, where we have, you know, the real estate agent office on one side and there's a door with the title company right next door to it. Yeah, it seems but, like we seem to be pairing those two up quite often. And that was, and, and that was, you know, very common back then. In fact, there was probably more of those types of, of offices than there were just straight real estate offices. Uh, but that changed. Uh, it changed a lot um, uh, because both of those fields became so complex um, that it was really difficult to do them both justice at the same time. And and that kind of is where um, uh, things changed for us as a, as a company um, back, well, probably I'd say 40, 50 years ago. And uh, dad's emphasis at that time was more on the insurance and less on the real estate. And that's where I came into the picture. Um, uh, so my background's in education. Uh, taught school for three years up in the Wausau School District. And, uh, and you still get to use those skills today. Don't I? I just have bigger kids <laughs> on the playground, right? I know. <laughs> So, um, uh, and I do enjoy that. I, I, it's something that I get a lot of satisfaction out of. Um, and, uh, having said that, 
Um, so I had an interest in real estate and got my license and uh, joined my father back in 1978. And um, uh, at, at that point, my emphasis was to grow the real estate business. And so the, in the early 80s is when Seawert's real estate and insurance became Coldwell Banker Seawert Realtors. Um, at that time, uh, franchising was just on the uh, developmental st stages. Okay. There were a few you know, out there. And Coldwell Banker, uh, a company that's been around since the early 1900s, mm -hmm. um, I decided, boy, we're doing these things in, in the major markets. Um, uh, so you were like um, out east and, and on the west coast and Chicago in the Midwest and um, uh, the Twin Cities area also in the Midwest. And at that particular time, they would actually, th those were all company-owned operations. Okay. And they said, you know, this is a good thing. And, and so let's grow this nationally. And that's how um, Coldwell Banker then grew the network that we have now for um, uh, over 35,000 sales associates uh, ac across the, the globe. I think we're in 43 countries. Yes. And yes. so, I mean, it, it's quite interesting because when we look at some of the analytic, analytical stuff behind the scenes, mm -hmm. we can actually look at where people are looking at our homes here in Wisconsin. So one of our houses that we had, we had a whole bunch in California. Um, I'm not sure yet if we made it overseas, but I know that's always one thing that can happen mm -hmm. and people selling their home and they do want to go live over in the UK. Mm -hmm. We can actually hook them up with a cold banker agent over there yes, we and can. they get the same service as if they were here in the United States. Yeah. And that's, and, and that, um, uh, expectation uh, of that quality and that expertise is something that, that Coldwell Banker holds very near and dear, you know, to their core of, you know, this is, this is a company that we want and and are would be proud to have mm -hmm. the Coldwell Banker brand on, and and not all not all real estate networks or 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 franchises are that way, and uh, and they'll sell a franchise to whoever and, uh, is has the money to buy one, and that's not the case, you know, with Coldwell Banker. They, they want to maintain that that quality and 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 so that those expectations can be met you know, no matter where somebody goes. Mm -hmm. well, one of the neat things with our office and actually a lot of the local Coldwell affiliate offices here in our area is we have agents that are in the top 5, 10, 15% of all Coldwell Banker agents worldwide mm -hmm. in, in our small little neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. It's kind of neat. It, it, that is neat. And, and it's one of the things I think we all uh, have, have grown to appreciate because there are times, and I know we're going to talk about this in a little more detail later on in our discussion, but there are times where there may be somebody that would like one of us to help them um, with their real estate needs but it's outside of our market area or it's outside of our, our, our geographic reach. And that's where we know that we can connect them, you know, with another cool banker agent in another area and end up um, uh, making sure that they get the kind of service, you know, that, that we would have given them. And it's really nice to keep track of those families that we do refer out to just to make sure we always touch base with them just to see how things are going. And it is always really great to hear, Hey, you know what? I'm really glad that you hooked me up with so-and-so. Mm -hmm. They really did a great job. They really took care of me. And I really do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. no, nothing got dropped. So that's always really good to, to hear as well. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And, and that makes us feel good, right? Because mm -hmm. we, you know, that's how we would have handled it. Right. And then it's a great opportunity for us as they're getting people who are moving into our area to be able to meet another cold banker agent and to be able to create that friendship of, you know, what, I'm really glad that you took care of my best friend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you have anyone coming our way, you know, please reach out. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah. So that's uh, so that you know brought us up to the early '80s, and and um, we've you know grown the business. We literally have served thousands of people um, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, their probably in many cases most significant investment, you know, their investment in their home. Yes. And then their reinvestment, and hopefully reinvestment after that, and they stick with us. Right. In terms of like their next home. Right. right? right. And, and it's not always, you know, isn't it neat that we have that chance to be a, a part of their life when their um, kids are growing and now they want something smaller or they, well, the kids have grown and they want something bigger. Right. You know, it's yeah, not exactly. always, you know, the kids leave and now we want to downsize. Sometimes we, right. we upgrade and we get the bigger home because we know that family is going to be growing. Yep. So, and, and especially through this last year, through the pandemic, mm-hmm. I, there was, a, I think, a, a lot of uh, home purchases and sales that came as a result of people saying, my home's too small to have us all here at one time doing school in the house. Um, doing the job. You know, um, yeah, especially if both, you know, parents are, are in the home and working from home. Um, uh, yeah, that's so that actually drove uh, a lot of families to realize, boy, home is really, this is important. We really probably should um, uh, make an adjustment here, right? That way my office isn't stuck in a closet in the master bedroom. The exactly. cloth office. Yes, because right. we don't need the, the prom we don't need the closet prom dresses office. in the background. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. been a recurring theme over the last like twelve months that we've been talking about. So the cloth in, the office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's better than the the uh bathus. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. But could you know, bathroom office could be convenient. You have all your resources available. It might be a little echoey. There you go. Okay. So early, early nineties. Now we jump in kind of like the two thousands and it's a big jump. I know early nineties. We're going to go into the two thousand cause we're going to talk a little bit about technology. Okay. And I know that it is like my, not my favorite topic to talk about. But you have been. I have been, which is right. great, but everybody needs a Ben. Everybody does, yeah. you know, be able but, to understand how things are going. Now, way back in the day, now you can testify to this, that if you wanted to go look at somebody else's listing, mm-hmm. you had to go to that office and bring out a big, gigantic book that was filled with pictures. Tell us about the books. Okay. Tell us about the books. Right, well, so we're so going to jump into really, this kind you're really of going down. Oh, yeah. You're really going on memory lane here. All right. So, I mean, um, this is uh, this is actually probably uh, pre, you know, t- computers. I mean, computers were still like in big rooms, right? You know, not on, on not, not on, on our phones, not on, not on, <laughs> not our hands. Not in your hand, right? <laughs> you know, we, we've got more computing power in your watch than they did at the Apollo missions. So this is almost like a history class. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. We're going to test right? your, you know, back to your teaching moments here. Okay. All right. Well, so, um, uh, this is really fascinating. Um, so there, uh, I'm not sure which direction to go with this, but I, I'm just going to jump right in. Okay. All right. So um, there was originally a group of realtors that got together in the, I would say, probably mid-70s. Okay. Okay. And they would... Um, get together and they would share information about properties that they had listed and they would pitch them to each other. Now these were realtors from different offices. Okay. And, and they had like a sheet of paper with this information on their, on their property. And then after they, they had that, that, that weekly, you know, pitch session, um, they ended up, um, uh, sending this information to a printer and they printed them on what was probably, I would say maybe about eight inches by maybe 10 inches um, with like um, three big ring holes on the top. Okay. And it had this hard binder, kind of looked like something you'd find at the register of deeds. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so then you would put the new sheets 
in your binder. And now you had the information that you could share with customers. So, so, um, that group actually evolved into what is now called the MLS, which stands for multiple listing service. Okay. And, and so there was a consortium of realtors that got together and said, you know what? Um, yeah, we all have our own stuff, our own properties for sale and clients that we're representing, but what would happen if there was a give and take? What would happen if there was cooperation that was agreed to up front? And, and um, so if, if um, Ben was at ABC company and Carrie was at XYZ company, Actually, back then, I don't know if women were allowed in the real estate Probably business. Probably not, because it, no, it took ki- a while. I'm kidding. It took uh, a while. I'm kidding. No, no. It, <laughs> there were. There were. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so, and, and so that each of you said, you know, if I can't, if I cannot sell them um, uh, something of mine, and you have something that, that, you know, they might be that'd be a good fit for what they've told me looking for. Um, why not if we work together? Right. Right. And, and that's, that's how the multiple listing service developed. And I, and I found this interesting. I, I, I had a couple of conversations with different car dealers and always wondered if, and when the ever, if it would ever get to that point, right. Mm-hmm. In that industry, because, you know, We've all had that experience where uh, you've gotten a certain service provider, but then you needed something else and and it'd be like, gosh, I wish I could work with so-and-so. And it's kind of like that in our business too. You know, our, our buyers or our sellers, they develop a relationship with us as a result of the business that, that we're doing. And what do they want to do, right? They want to continue to you know, to, to work with us. Right. Right. As long as we can find what they're looking for. Right. You know, they're going to continue working with us. Right. And the multiple listing service allows that. And that all came out of, you know, that, that group of, of, of real estate agents and realtors. And what's them now kind of picking like an, an auction house with everyone kind of standing up and just holding their picture of their house. Going, I have a three bedroom, two bed. Well, you, house. you you kind of pitched it, but you didn't have. I mean, didn't um, have pictures back then, or just. Uh, well, you know, that was the other thing too. Is, you know, <laughs> how did you do the pictures of the house? Because, you know, trying to share. I mean, you would have to photograph on either a Polaroid, or you got your film, and you have to wait till the film gets developed. I mean, it actually that, and then what came out of that was was um. Uh, those, you know, one hour, you know, photo places. Okay. Okay. Because it would normally be days, right? Right. And, and now, you know, uh, we're, we're talking, you know, almost instantaneous, you know, before something can, you know, be put out there. So technology certainly has had a huge impact. Most definitely. So, I mean, you go from sitting down in a room to now the computer, how much of a change? I mean, was that like an easy transition? I mean, I, I look at like our, tra- our, our technology that we have now, mm-hmm. you know, we can have sellers who live in California. I think the, my favorite one is the one that you had who was on a boat and you had to wait till they came into port in Fort Myers to order in order to get internet service. So that way they can sign everything. It, it and sometimes he actually had it on the boat too, right? It depended on how close he was to shore, um, uh, because he didn't have satellite. You know, he it was cell signal. Um, so yeah, I mean that that. I mean, is, we don't even have to have the buyers in the same room with us, no. or the sellers in the same room for that matter anymore. I mean, we can really work with people on the other end of the country. Or yep. in a different country to begin with, and still well, and now get with, their their needs met. And now with virtual tours and even FaceTime and Zoom, which you know we've become now accustomed to Zoom in the, over the last eighteen months, because we had fortunately, to, right? right? It's one of the good things that came out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can just dial up and take a camera around and show people what's actually mm-hmm. going on. And to that point, Ben, at, and I'm gonna, you know, uh, I guess, you know. 
brag on you a little bit. Um, uh, you're one of those, you know, technology people that makes it possible for us to literally let a person online take a walk through a home without them actually being in the home. Um, uh, what do you call it? Well, it's a, a 360 virtual tour. Um, what we're doing now is hosted through Zillow as the 3D home. And it's actually even to the level of you can put the app on your phone and have special goggles and it's stereoscopic. So as, as you turn your head, you can actually literally walk through the, the house in a virtual space. But it, it, I mean, and, and some of our listeners to this program are like, well, that's pretty far out, you know, um, where do I get those goggles? Um, uh, but they don't need those, do they? Because they can actually just do it on their computer or their phone right, or their right. laptop, they, right? They can do more of a, a two-dimensional experience mm-hmm. on any sort of device. So phone and tablet and laptops and desktops, pretty much anything that you... I mean, I, I know on one of the recent ones that you, you did for one of our clients, you know, um, when, you, when you tap on the screen, it shows you the front door. Mm-hmm. And and then you can open that front door virtually, right? And and you can then take a walk through the home. And if there's something you want to take a closer look at, you can actually just move, right? And, yeah, and, can, and, and even to the point of bit. looking at the ceiling, right? right? Or a closer look at the floor, right? It's kind of wild. Yeah, it is. It is. You can actually check out the paint job just to see if they did miss a, po- a spot on the, on the paint. I mean, it's it's really neat. I mean, I kind of get lost in it every once in a while as I'm trying to do it. And I'm like, okay, now how do I get out of this space? And going back to what you brought up about, you know, somebody can um, be in another state, right? And in the market is is moving as fast as it is right now. Um, there are times when a, a buyer doesn't want to miss out on a home. And, and so, you know, and they can't because of geographic, you know, and distance restrictions and time restrictions, they're like, um, can you take me, you know, through this home virtually? Cause I'd like to put an offer in on this. I'm pretty sure just based on the pictures that I saw online and the, and the tour that I did, I, um, uh, uh, Jackie in her office just had this recently, mm-hmm. you know, with a, with a buyer who she became kind of the eyes. I don't know if she did a FaceTime or, a, or what it was, you know, with the, with the buyer, but, you know, walked through the home and they said, yep, let's go ahead. Let's put that offer in on the house. Cause I can't get there. And I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on this home. And so it brings some comfort. Right. And then, I mean, spaces, you know, we've done that as well where we've, you know, put the camera up underneath the sink, you know, turned on the water so that way they can see if the sink is dripping. I mean, there are certain things that you want to make sure of. So as long as the phone can fit in that space, we try to make sure that we can, you know, get that seller or the buyer a chance to see what's going on. And it's even great too for our sellers if they're living out of state and we have a situation where we need to go where we have a concern and this is what it is. I mean, we can FaceTime that. Right. And I think, I think it really services the attitudes of the current buyers where this market has been this way and there's so few options for people to go look at. Buyers have really become contented with, I'm going to wait until I really, really find the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're being far more choosy than where they were once uh, back in 2019, even when the market really started heating up and it was a total feeding frenzy. Mm-hmm. Now they're, it's well over a year past that and they're used to it. Mm-hmm. So if we can offer those experiences that they can really get to know the house easily, mm-hmm. then they can say, yes, yes, this is really for me. Let's go and get active at this. And that's bringing our sellers um, more profit, uh, at, at least asking price, you know, and because it's it's caused that value shown in their property. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now with the, uh, the house is coming on and off the market, so quick and offers so fast. I mean, did, did you ever think this was going to happen? I mean, has the market ever been as crazy as this? No, I, no, I mean it, uh, no, we don't, we don't have time. You know, we don't have time to go down to the, the, uh, the club and hold up our properties for the other people to see. And, no, right. You know, 
No, it, it, we uh, certainly certainly don't know it. the The market is is simply amazing, and 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 to me, it really speaks about how important home ownership has become. Mm-hmm. I, I, even the National Economists, you know, I don't think they they realized how much pent up demand, you know, there was out there. Um, uh, there was all sorts of reasons, you know, uh, economic reasons, um, even pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, interest rates have been have been great for years. It's not like the interest rates just got lower and everybody jumped in. They've been in that three to five range, you know, for probably 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, a long time. So um, uh, there was just a lot of pent up demand there. Do you guys get the question asked of you sometimes, um, where are all these buyers coming from? Oh, yes. I get that often. And did you tell them about the buyer factory that we have or not? Well, you know, I always tell them that it's the local people who are realizing that they could own their own home for less than what they're renting. Right. Mm -hmm. We've got the ones who, like us, we needed to downsize to a larger home. And so, <laughs> so changing needs, you know, right. We, we and that's that. really what it is. Right. And then we have, you know, the occasional moving back to the state of, you know what, I need to be closer to mom and dad. Actually, I've a seen a lot older. of that. I, I, I've seen a lot of that. Um, I, and I, I, so I think there were people who believed that because of our aging community, that it was just going to kind of slowly dwindle and the population sign would get smaller Smaller and smaller. And we're at quite the opposite Mm -hmm. has happened. And um, with people going back to the technology, with people having the ability to work remotely, even pre-COVID, but now especially, there Mm -hmm. are companies that have said, huh, you know, I don't know that we need to have everybody in the office for them to be productive. Um, boy, we can attract maybe more talent, maybe even um, uh, 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 high quality talent if it doesn't require them to relocate. And so to Carrie's comment about people moving back to the area, there were people who would have loved to lived in our area because of the quality of life and and some of the assets of our community, the great education, the beautiful outdoors, the affordability of housing. I mean, even though prices have gone up a lot in our market, they have. And they're still nowhere near what they are in other areas in Wisconsin. Right. Or even just in Stevens Point. High affordability index here, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so some people are saying, and you, you, I'm sure heard it too. You know what? I'd like to get closer to mom and dad. They're aging and I can do my job there as long as there's, you know, internet, you know, um, I can go to the office, you know, um, once a week, once a month, whatever, you know, to travel from here and my kids get a great education. So yes, I, I think that that's been a big shift. Mm-hmm. And of course, as they always have said, location, 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 mm-hmm. Right. And we're in the center of the state. So you can get pretty much anywhere in the state in two and a half hours. Very true. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, Sue and I it, uh, love to travel and explore new places. And, and one time we had to go to a, a conference in um, New York City. And um, so we went to Madison to New York City. Okay. And I got there faster than somebody who lived in Chicago had to fight traffic to get to sh- the airport in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That time was actually longer than than um my drive to Madison. And um I I actually got to New York City, you know, quicker than they did. And it was kind of an eye opener. It, that boy with a airport in Appleton in, in an hour and a half away with a with an Green airport Bay. in in Madison Green Bay. I mean, a lot of people spend more time getting to from the airport and parking their car than it does for us to drive there and you know drop our car off and get in line. Mm-hmm. We even head up to Wasa 
take CWA over to the Twin Cities and then head out internationally. Yep. That's yeah. so easy. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's only 45 minutes for us. Right. We had Grand Rapids Police Chief Peterson on the show a couple of weeks ago, and um, they're just thrilled at the crime rate that is so low here. It's actually been recognized nationally as one of the lowest crime rate cities in America. Wow. Yeah. Well, I I didn't realize that. I, I you know, that's that's got to be a, a a great thing for somebody that knows what it could be like. Right. Between that and the other national exposures that we're getting about the uh, lakes like Nepco and, you know, the regional area and Sand Valley, it's bringing a lot of people here, like you said, who can work remotely or just want the second home as well. Or this is their primary home and their second home is back where they were closer to the bigger cities. And aren't you seeing, um, Carrie, people who are um, making that move now to this area and maybe originally it was going to be a second home purchase, but now it's It's going to be the primary. primary. Yes. Yep. I've seen that. I want to say within the last two years, Mm -hmm. quite a bit of that, or it's, you know, I need to have the secondary home. My kid is looking at going to school in Stevens Point and I don't want them to be in the dorms. So I'm going to buy a home Hmm. and they're just going to live in my second home and that's going to be their, their residence. So that way they, you know, they don't have to worry about the dorm life or anything like that. They could have peace and comfort. You know, let's talk a little bit more about that from an investment standpoint. Okay. Um, If you have a son or daughter that are going to be going to college, um, you, it's worthwhile, you know, once you know that they're for the, sure, going to be for in sure there. going to be in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to do it their freshman year, right? <laughs> but um, once you know, you know that you know this is all going to happen for real. It's it's definitely worth you checking out the possibility of buying a, a property, mm-hmm. and and then they're going to have roommates, which are going to be paying rent. You normally would be paying that money to the university or some other landlord for them to live in a house, you know, with eight other people. And, and now four years later, after the, after they're done, or maybe five or six, depending upon, you know, their, the plan that they're on, um, uh, you're going to have built up equity in that investment property yeah. and have something to sell. And uh, if they get done or you have a place for them to stay, if they really love the area, I know we looked that true, you yeah. know, with yeah. uh, Matt going up to Eau Claire, that was one of the things I started to look at because the second year he had to be on his own. And I'm like, wow, rent is really expensive up mm-hmm. there, kiddo. It um, is. So we started kind of looking at, a place for him to purchase. I'm like, well, what if we buy a place and you guys use it? Mm -hmm. And then once you're done with school in three years, we'll just, we can dump it. And turns out he stayed up there longer than the three years and he's still there. And, um, but he loves this place that he's in. So, but we looked at that too of, you know, what would be best because if he's going to be spending five, $600 a month Mm -hmm. in rent, Let's let's try to find them maybe a place to stay up there. But and in some in some markets, actually, it's you know even more than that. I mean, right. it they're they're paying that for a room, mm-hmm. you know, at, as opposed to when you you know if you get a couple of other kids, you know, now you've got maybe fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars to to work with, right? To you know offset the. Um, uh, costs associated with uh, buying that investment property. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Didn't know we were going to go down that road. Well, you know how I rabbit hole everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as far as investment goes, we've seen on the national level, because I keep an eye on sort of national trends as well, mm-hmm. that the largest age demographic that's really putting money into real estate is between 25 and 35 years old. So that means they've gone down that path, saw the... Uh, the value in it and said, Hey, I'm going to stay in this area for a little bit, whichever area it happens to be. And with the rent might as well buy. And so then they've held on to that investment and rented it out themselves, even if they've moved on to a different location. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that was an, what I would call an unexpected trend. In fact, 
uh, and you, because I know you do follow that quite closely, Ben, a few years ago, they were saying that the individuals in that um, age bracket, um, the millennials, you know, weren't going to own mm-hmm. because they didn't want the responsibility. They, they, they just, you know, they were going to be renters for longer than normal. As opposed to if you go back to, you know, a little history, right? Um, post-war, you know, boom, right? That's what people did. You know, they, they came back from the service. What did they want to do? They buy a house, buy a car, and, and get start married. the family. Or maybe the other way around. But right. One of those three, you know, those three in any order. Right? But that was a huge housing boom as well as far exactly. as building. Exactly. A lot mm-hmm. of the, exactly. And so that is why I think, you know, that's one where the people at, you know, the national economists and making projections, that type of thing. A lot of times they, they peg it just right, but that was one unexpected. They felt based on the behaviors that were taking place that that wasn't going to happen. And here it did. And that's causing a lot of the shortage because our market for sure. Um, how many first time home subdivisions are out there? You know, yeah, not so many, right? No next to none for our area. Okay. Um, uh, upper end, you know, new construction, um, some spec houses, that type of thing. That's great. But we're, we're in a market where, um, there hasn't been any new inventory created through construction. It was, it's all of the majority of it has been reliant upon existing homeowners being willing to sell. Mm Mm-hmm which is causing the, the shortage. Well, and the, the trends that the economists were basing the millennial phenomenon off of was actually, you know, the, the staying at home a little bit longer and being conservative with, you know, they're not buying a lot of things. Mm-hmm. They're buying more experience-based things. So right. They're taking vacations, right. you know, buying yep. a van and going across the country as mm-hmm. an example. We're staying local and using technology to, socialize with friends mm-hmm. where the previous generation, they did a lot of socializing around things. So they would buy a car, you know, and they would get with their buddies and they would fix their cars yeah, yeah, or motorcycles, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They would, mm-hmm. they would do a lot of that. And I've also but, seen the millennials too take a, take a little bit of the investment opportunities as well, where they realize that, you know what, Hey, I can buy a house but I want to buy that duplex because I want my buddy to move in with me, but mm-hmm. I want him to have his own space, but I want that other side to pay for my, yes. for, for the home. Right. And then, good, you know what? Good wealth building right. move. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well this worked out with one and now I'm going to do it again with another one, but I want to keep all my properties kind of close together. Mm-hmm. So that way, if something happens in the middle of the night, I'm not driving to another city or I'm mm-hmm. not driving 20 minutes to get to it but they're close by. Mm -hmm. And those incremental gains, you know, as we're talking to our listeners out there, those incremental gains are huge, especially if you're in your your 20s or 30s, right? Because Mm -hmm. you have more time to stack up, you know, those those gains. And, And, you know, when you think about a... Uh, a 15, 20 or, th- or 30 year mortgage. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, that's like forever. Right. But what ends up happening is all of a sudden it's like, wow, if I, if I was to, again, on the investment side of it, if I was able to do this where I bought one investment property a year for the next 10 years, right. By the time you're into that 10th one, you've got a third of your mortgage paid off on the first one. Mm-hmm. And and um, down the road, it can be a, a great source of retirement income or wealth at, because real estate, even though it doesn't necessarily always increase as rapidly as right now, um, is a good long-term investment. Even back with the uh, the tragedy in 2008 and 2009 with the market situation, mm-hmm. real estate didn't backslide per se. It really 
stopped appreciating for a little bit. Yeah. And now we've made up all that. Unfortunately, it just took about 20 months to do it instead of the last, what, 12, 15 years. Something right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. Instead of the normal progression, it just all of a sudden um, recalibrated up to where we would have been if it would have just normally grown. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It is. get JR, and maybe you get this a little bit too, is we always talk about the area. Mm-hmm. You know, we get buyers or sellers who say, well, what's your area? So is there like a standard territorial situation with our, our agents? I mean, my favorite phrase is my license covers the whole entire state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I it can does. and will travel. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what do you say to those buyers or to those sellers when they say, well, are you in my area? Got it. Um, I, what I always do is make sure that, and I know you know you do too, because we've had these conversations about mm-hmm. whether or not it makes sense. It, what's best for the client? I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Um, so uh, if you have a client that um, is looking at Oh, let's take that second home buyer, right? Okay, yeah. They're looking for a waterfront property and they have certain criteria. They want to be on water and they want to be on this type of a lake. Okay. So it's, maybe it's a quiet lake, no wake lake. Maybe it's a, a water ski or they call it an all sports lake, but they, they tell you, right. Mm-hmm. And they say, and we don't want to be any farther than two hours from where we live. Okay. Um, uh, or they want to be within three hours, whatever the distance is. Mm-hmm. Well, being in Wisconsin, you know, that two hours, that opens up a, a lot of areas. And, and so if you are familiar with, you know, the, the lakes or get information for your client on the lakes through the DNR, uh, you're, in a situation like that, why not, you know, go ahead and help those folks in those different locations? Mm-hmm. I've got a client right now that, that, um, uh, they live in the Chicago area and, and, uh, when we, when Carolyn and I first started, you know, working with them, um, I, they were looking at up to even the, uh, lower part of Door County. Much to my surprise, that was actually within their their their, their driving their driving range. Yeah, mm-hmm. just shoot up I forty one. Forty one, right? And mm-hmm. and that was a surprise to me. It just seemed like how can that be, right? But it was. It was actually closer than than uh, Monaco was for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so, anyways, that is you know a great question. And in those instances where let's say it's it's beyond where we can do a great job for them. That goes back to that network. So that's the, I've got two kids. They're going to be in preschool. You know, one's going to be in preschool. One's going to be in fourth grade. One's going to be in sixth grade. And now I want to look at the school district. So what school districts is in this area, that area, I think it's a little bit technical Mm -hmm. of if we're not familiar, we're going to say with the Wausau area, Mm -hmm. it would be best just to go, you know what? We know Lori up at, Mm-hmm. Up in Wausau, I'm going to talk with her and I'm going to explain to her your situation and let's get you working with someone who's going to be able to understand those school districts just yep. a little those, bit better. Those nuances that are specific to to that area. And right. I think we find that with people who have purchased a house here with us and want to keep working with us because they know us and there's a relationship mm-hmm. there, but their job change is taking them to a specific part of the state that's out of our um yeah, out of our area, but not out of our network. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, my, maybe my job has moved me up to Merrill. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a little bit far for what we know and understand and have personal relationships with, but our Coldwell Banker network is, you know, able to help them up there. 
mm-hmm. and that and, and still get that the type of service that you would deliver and and they appreciate that and they also appreciate you know the fact that you've been you know totally upfront and said you know what I think you can be better served by a person in that particular area let me connect you with somebody that you you can trust and is going to give you the level of, of professionalism and expertise that that you deserve. So now a, a question popped into my head or a little bit more of a, um, an explanation, perhaps. You said the Coto Banker, there are some Coto Banker owned corporate entities or, or, or realtors. Mm-hmm. And then there are the affiliates, which mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. where each office is independently owned and operated, but we're affiliated with Coto Banker. You described it perfectly, Ben. Okay. Um, that's... So, um, uh, Coldo Banker, um, uh, we'll call it, you know, corporate, it is mainly in major metropolitan markets. And so uh, that's where those offices are actually, you know, corporately owned. Um, we're, we're owned right here in Wisconsin Rapids, you know, independently owned and operated, you know, it's, you know, Part of our DBA, if you if, if you look on the business card or if you look on our big sign out front, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so uh, that's that's the neat thing. You know, people are are dealing with people that um, they know and have you know come to trust over the eighty some years, right? So, what sets us apart from Cold Banker? And all of the other Cola Bankers in the area. So we have Cola Banker um, Advantage down in Rome, which is our sister office. Mm -hmm. But what separates us from them? And then also what separates us from, I'm going to say the first Weber, the next home, um, EXP. I mean, there's, there's a numerous other little tiny smaller ones. So what really makes Cola Banker Seward stand out from everybody? If we were a bag of potato chips... Why would they pick our bag of chips? Okay. Well, um, I know very deep questions today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one that I'd love to answer. All right. Um, people expect that they're going to be treated fairly. They're going to be treated honestly. You know, so those things are, I would say, you know, pretty much across the board, you know, kind of a minimal, you know, uh, uh, benchmark. Mm-hmm. So w- what, what do we do that goes beyond there? The biggest thing is our, our experience and, and the full service side of it. Um, uh, that's, uh, that's huge. Um, we, when somebody works with our company, they have the opportunity of our years and years of experience here in this marketplace. And, and that's, you know, that's so important, especially in these times, um, uh, to make sure that we can help um, our sellers get the highest possible price uh, for their property, help our buyers to win that house, right? I mean, they in the market we're in, um, I was just talking to somebody the other day, and, and uh, it was from a different market, and she said... We got the seventh one. They, you know, they, they were all excited, mm-hmm. you know, and they had put in on offers on seven different properties and it's like, oh, we got this one. Do you believe it? You know, so, right. Well, that's, that's where we really go to bat for our clients and that experience and expertise and handling those negotiations um, is critical to helping that buyer or seller get what they're looking for. And the really nice thing, nice thing about us, I really think is it's a family owned company. 
And family seems to be key in just about everything. So if one of our agents, you know, has something come up with their family, one of our agents can step into that situation, that that offer, whatever's going on with that house and help out. I mean, we are very uh, family focused. We want to make sure that your home is getting taken care of as if it's our own home. Mm-hmm. So is there any instances that you remember that really stand out that it was working with family? Oh, uh, many. I mean, everything from, um, you know, that first time home buyer, you know, to um, uh, the first uh, the first time that somebody in their uh, in their family ever owned a home. Everybody mm-hmm. else was it everybody else in their family always rented. They were the first person to ever own a home. I mean, talk about, you know, uh, heartfelt, you know, when, when they say, you know, this is, this is just so huge for us, you know, to, we're, we're the first ones that have ever owned a home. So uh, yeah, there's, there's many, many of those stories. You probably have experienced some, any come to mind of, of, you know, your buyers that, that were just like something that's, go ahead. Well, actually we're coming close to the end of our first hour. Okay. So we're going to hold on to this. So we're going to hold on to a little bit of stories for, for our next session as we keep talking with J.R. Seward from Coto Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. So real quick, we can get a hold of you by calling the office or your cell phone? Of course. Yes. Um, just call 715-424-4800 and um, uh, we'll, we'll certainly get back to you. And of course, the easy way to find the website is myrapids.com. That'll, that'll link you right to codobankerseward.com. You can check out our inventory and a lot of other information about the market in our area and those really awesome 360 tours as well. And, you know, we'll be on social media pumping out that stuff, too. We've got a pretty good social media presence and our, our Facebook page for the company. They're also on Instagram, right? So Mandy mm-hmm. up our front does a lot of Instagram stuff as well. Yep, that, that is. And they can, um, they can uh, at, uh, also, you know, search uh, com too. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, a lot of ways a lot of, that they can get the information. So come be part of our family and stick around for hour two, and we'll be back in just a minute. Stay tuned and come back for hour two of My Rapids Real Estate Show, where we take a deep dive into central Wisconsin real estate market and more housing-related topics. <laughs> 